Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast, where your stories are heard. I am your host, Angel of Words, and before we get started, don't forget to tap on that notification bell on YouTube. You could also uh, like, follow, share if you don't mind doing us that favor. Follow us on all podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google. Uh, if you want to catch our exclusive content, you can go to aowent.com. In addition to that, if you want to leave a donation to your content creator, it is Cash App, A-O-W-N-Y-C. And you is go to patreon.com backslash angel of words E-N-T. Together, no spaces. Now on deck. On the Angel of Words podcast, we have our Veterans Day special with a very special guest I am honored to have with me today, Air Force veteran, Eddie Velez, who also happens to be my cousin. Mr. Eddie Velez, cuz, thank you for being here with us on the Angel of Words podcast, my brother. It's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for doing this, man. Well, my brother, we grew up in East Harlem. Shout out to Harlem. And, uh, you know, we all go our separate ways as we start becoming young men. We do what we have to do to make sure we're not a burden on our parents. And uh, I want to know how you ended up in the Air Force, bro. <laughs> Let's get straight to it. What, what, how did that happen, man? Because we're very proud of you here. You know what I'm saying? The whole family and stuff. That was that was kind of weird. Uh, I never thought I was going to join the military. I just went to college in Puerto Rico. I graduated with a bachelor's in computer science. And then most of the jobs in that career field were like asking for experience. But how can you get experience if you're like a recent graduate? You basically got to fucking work for free, you know? Where'd you go so, to school? And University of Puerto Rico in Ponce. Oh, word. Oh, well, shout out to the University of Puerto Rico, man. That's what's up. Okay, cool. I right, continue, yeah. man. My bad. I just was curious about <laughs> that. So uh, it was like a, a friend of mine that I grew up with in Puerto Rico. And I didn't see him. I like kind of lost contact with him and I didn't see him for like the longest time. But I had him on Facebook and then one day out of the blue, I like hit him up like, yo, where are you, man? I, you still in Puerto Rico? Like, nah, I'm in Spain. Like, what the hell are you doing in Spain? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm in the Air Force. They're like, really? Since when? He's like, yo, I've been doing this for like five years. It's pretty awesome. And I don't know. I kind of I got an itch after a while that I was barely getting by, doing jobs here and there. I worked at a body shop, worked for, worked for my dad. And I'm like, man, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't life. Got to get out of here. And I just I just did it. So how long after you graduated from college did you hit the Air Force up? I think it was a little less than a year. Okay, so it wasn't too long. Yeah, it wasn't too long. I'll say like 10 months. And where did you walk into? You walked into like a regular recruitment station? Like, how did that work? You know I mean? Yeah, so I asked my friend, like, who's your recruiter? He's like, oh, it's always... This is his name. Is it Maya West? And I just went and uh, he was like, take this practice test. He's like, if you get over, you get over uh, a 70, we can talk. Yeah, and it's like a 20, 20, 20 minute multiple choice test, but you got like, I, I believe it was 10 minutes to answer all the questions. If you didn't answer all the questions, he wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> and I got like, a, I got like an 83 and he's like, let's, let's talk. Bro, that, okay. So I right, check this out. Cause I remember last season we spoke about that. Did you ask to be in part of uh, any particular part of the, uh, of the uh, armed forces or you asked to be in the air force right away? Oh, so, okay. So where the recruitment office that I went, it had air force in one office and the other one was the army. I think, there was also the Marines, the Marine Corps, sorry. And, but they were like barely ever there. But I, I knew, I knew I wanted to go to the Air Force. I was like, people were like, they treat you better. 
You have better food. <laughs> so you didn't go because you like planes. You went because there's food, bro? <laughs> That's crazy. Yo. So when, 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 you know, when you enroll and you pass the test, so you got to go back, like, how does that process work? You go back and then they ask you what, what, what part of the, of the division you want to work in, or is this something that you just throw you anywhere? Okay. So how this works, it's, it's kind of weird to explain. They have, so the recruiters have a quota to meet. There's different type of career fields. Let's say you're combat, aircraft maintenance, let's say admin, there's different types of fields. So they got to recruit, they got to recruit people, a certain amount of people on each career field during the quarter because they have to meet like uh, quarterly quotas. And, but they also want to put the best candidates in the, in there. So the higher you score, you basically could fall under any one of them. And most of the time they'll have space in any one of them. And then they'll just let, they'll just let you, choose and then you you choose from a list of I believe it was five and then you go from there and then they'll they'll let you know during time if you get selected. Now you know you said you had the computer science degree. I mean there's a lot of jobs in the Air Force you know that deal with technology. Did they throw you in there? Is that is that where you worked? Like where where did they throw you? Like with I mean not throw you but where, where were you placed? No, so like I I took the test. I scored I scored pretty high, and then when I went to the actual office that I, that they told me that jobs I could choose, they have a stack of book of pamphlets that had the description of every career field in there because everybody's a career field is like coded by uh, alphanumeric codes, and he basically took only like two out of that packet, and he's like. You can choose whatever. And then I just chose whatever. And I was like, oh, aircraft maintenance. I'm like, oh, I want to I work on airplanes on something different. And that's where I ended up. But do you, so you're talking about like maintenance in terms of like the engine and stuff like that? Like, what are you maintaining? Electronics, um, um, all the communications, navigation systems, all the computers that are Aircraft have all the radios. Oh, like IT maintenance, essentially. Yeah, it's the electronic, all the instruments, all the yeah. flying instruments, tells you the altitude, the speed, and all the warnings. Let's say if there's a fire, God forbid. But if there's any, it'll create those cautions and all that. So basically, all the electronics of the aircraft. Bro, that's it's extremely important, man. You know what I'm saying? Not for nothing. <laughs> that stuff, especially now in this, you know, wild digital age. And, you know, the, the Air Force has always been, you know, you know, it, at the cutting edge of technology and, and electronics. You know, a lot of this stuff gets made there and then it trickles down into the consumer, like maybe 10, 15 years down the line. So, you know, have what kind of changes did you see for going from the real world and going into the Air Force in terms of like electronics and, you know, uh, technology and things of that nature? See, in, in, in my case, it, I actually worked on an old airplane. So I kind of looked at it like, Ah, this all this shit looks looks vintage. Really? <laughs> but like, yeah, but like there's certain technologies, even though they're old, it's stuff that you don't see you don't see in the outside. Like some secret shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell us the secret stuff, you know? <laughs> Not even a little bit, not nothing, man. <laughs> That's you talking about like tracking stuff or like GPS type of stuff? No, like 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 radar and oh okay, that's wild, man. So wow, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> right now we're talking to Eddie Velez, Air Force veteran, man. So now you're signing up for this. What year was this? Because I'm imagining there was a war going on because the war in Afghanistan just ended. So you know what I mean. I signed up in 2011. So yeah, so when I signed up, you actually don't leave right away. You enter into this phase called delayed entry program. And then basically you just got to stay clean. They do the, all the physical tests and all that right before you leave. 
you do like practice um, physical tests with the with your recruiter and all that, and keeps you up to date to see if there's any. If you don't have a job, he'll let you know. Hey, this came to my desk. I don't know if you want it. Some people stay longer. Some people are not in depth that long, and some people just snatch the first thing just to leave. You know. Did you did you chill for a bit till you got the right opportunity, or you went right away? No. So what what I chose, I think after like three weeks, it was like, if you want it, it's yours. You can just come in, sign the paperwork. And you're good to go. But this will be a ship out day. Like I I think I entered in depth like in I'll say June, June of 2011. And then but I'll say July, I already had the job, but my ship out day was in October. So I basically had to wait. Yo, bro, there's no basic training in the Air Force? How does that work? Oh, like, there is. Oh, there bro. is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what was that oh, like? I'm like, you just bro. going in there like it's a regular J.O.? Like, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> you don't got to learn how to shoot guns and that like that? It's wild. I'm like, yo. No, so that's that's an actually when when the, your start date, October, what that means is your start date of going to, to boot camp, basic training. Okay. Which was 60 days, eight, eight and a half weeks. Okay. Is it different than the Army basic training? Are you learning different types of things? Like, how does that work? They're all kind of the same. They're kind of structured the same. But, uh, of course, more lean to, like, other stuff. Like, um, the Army and the Marine Corps will show you more combatives and all that stuff. But, like, everything else, like the PT which is all the physical training, all of, all of that is basically the same. You know, everybody with the same haircut, beds tucked in, you know, those sheets yeah. with no fucking wrinkles. <laughs> it's all about a discipline, man. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a scare. That that very first night is, is scary, man. Yeah, for real. Why was it scary, bro? You know what you was getting into? <laughs> <laughs> and some motherfucker just comes in at like 5 30 in the morning, like yelling, like, what the fuck are you doing? He's yelling, I'm like, I want everybody shaved, lined up against this wall in like 10 minutes. And that's like 50 people for like six sinks. And everybody's like with them good news razors with the two blades, you know. Some people had some people had like kind of a beard going and just hanging away in their faces and like, Bro, you're going to kill yourself doing that, bro. You can't shave a beard with a razor, bro. Very, very very first morning. Because we got there like at 3 o'clock in the morning to wake up at 5. 5, And nobody, did you have a beard back then in the locks or not? No, no. I kind of, I had short hair, but I had like a a chin strap. Yeah. But it was kind of long and and I had a good news race and I was just... I don't know how, but I got that motherfucker off without cutting myself. And I just, just felt the yanking. I was like, I'm like, no. That's crazy. You didn't have a scissor? Usually you use a scissor to trim it down. And then, you know what I mean? <laughs> just a straight razor. What a mess, bro. That must have been nuts. <laughs> and what, did you have butterflies in your stomach, man, when you're going through this or what, man? Like, because you say you were scared, man. Like, what was that? You know, how did it go away right away? Or did it stick around? Uh, it, it, you kind of ease into it. You, you kind of fall into the routine. You're like, ah, this is, this is going to be my life for the next eight weeks. Just do what they say. Always, I learned this afterwards. Always. Listen to what they say and not how they say it. They're yelling at you. So you just get nervous. But then basically telling you any simple order. They're not asking for you to do the impossible, you know? But they're yelling at you and you're like, you're not used to that. You're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You, as you get older, your mother screams at you less and less. So you don't get to, you know, you start getting, you stop getting used to that situation. Now you spoke, now you spoke about the discipline situation, right? Um, I feel sometimes, you know, uh, 
I always tell people I feel like we all should go through basic training here in America like they do in Israel, you know, just to learn some discipline. Because a lot of us, man, I feel like, you know, we're walking around the country like we was raised by wolves or something. You know what I mean? So speak to the disciplinary aspect and how important you think it is. Is it something, you know, you would teach your children? Oh, yeah. It kind of gives you like uh, respect of your uh, self-image and respect toward, toward others. Because you know they show you common courtesies, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, like standing straight, posture, all, all that stuff, you know, and like the way you report to them, you go to attention, all that stuff. It's it's mostly that respecting people, respecting everybody, treating them all as equals, you know. Well, I mean, I, I respect that, you know what I mean, uniformity. Now, um. When it when it came to like making friends and stuff of that nature, you know what I mean. What was that like? Because you're around the whole different type of crew of people, you know what I mean. And you know, I mean, you bilingual, you know, so you know that 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 wasn't an issue, you know what I mean. Uh, I would imagine th- that situation. But you know, what was it like making friends? You know, because you're coming from PR, and you know, your friends ain't there no more. You know, it really wasn't that hard because you know some people have like tattoos. I don't have tattoos, but you see people with tattoos and I'm like, oh, that dude has a Puerto Rican flag. And I'm like, I wait to the MTIs and I look and I'm like, yo, what's up, man? Where you from, man? And all that shit. And whenever everybody's back in the rooms, like preparing their beds and their wall locker of all their clothes, all that, all the inspection areas, you 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 communicate with people. Like, you, everybody gets assigned duties of cleaning the whole bay where the beds are at. I'm like, oh, there's a there's a person that aligns all the beds, all the the bottom pole all the way straight down. There's a person that sweeps under the beds, it's one that aligns the shoes, all types of stuff, cleans above the lockers. So you you start communicating with people, but then you some people got on a personal level, you know. Mostly, mostly every Sunday you will get a phone call home, and then the 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 drill instructor is not really there on Sundays. They're probably going for a while, but Sundays is mostly your day to like catch up, do laundry, make sure everything's ready for inspection. Go to church if you want to. Call call the family and write letters. But then you'll you'll have some classes, but you really didn't have much on Sunday. It was mostly the day of a little bit winding down unless you got in trouble and then it was just hours of hours. I mean how do you get in trouble man like that's not a place where I figured you want to get in trouble number one <laughs> oh, oh and in our flight there was this dude that actually got out of the you're not supposed to have candy and all that that's considered like contraband kind of like jail okay that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. you could have soda you could have soda you can have candy no sweets, no energy drinks, no nothing. And this dude went outside and went to the vending machine and they saw him. And they were like, hey, who's your element leader? So the element leader is, uh, there's four rows when you march in a flight. But that's also how the beds were set up. So your element was in the bed row that you, that you, that you were on. And they were like, who's your element leader? You had to tell them who it was. And they were like, Everybody from the first element down down to the pad. Oh, they made you do burpees, push-ups, jumping jack, back and forth, back and forth, run here, run there. Yo, you were puking. Puking. Wow. <laughs> and, and the and the whole and the whole regiment has to do it, right? Because that, that one dude messed up. Oh my God, bro. Talk about teamwork. That's crazy, bro. Wow. And if, if you if you lied and 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 they found out, oh, you were gonna pay. We were gonna pay. About candy eating? No, like like even even lying, like any, any like lying to the drill and something. That's uh, that's a lack of integrity, and integrity is one of our core values. Integrity first. So like the they were, they were is that the, that's the Air Force motto: integrity first. It's, it's, it's three. Integrity first, search before self, and excellence is all we do. Nice. I like it. 
I mean, there should be a motto in anything you do. You know what I mean? Like, to be there should be a motto in life. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> the, all, you know, the military gets a lot of flack, you know, from everybody that's never been to the military for all this discipline and, you know, and, and all the, I guess, the... I'm not going to call it conformity. I call it uniformity. I mean, you know, you guys are all playing for the same team and, you know, you're trying to protect the country and things of that nature. What what Air Force base were you were you at when you were doing the, the training? And for training, it was in Lackland, which is San Antonio. Nice. Okay. That's a nice city. I like that city. Yeah, but you don't really get to see it because you're in boot camp. I saw it two days when family came to see me for my graduation week and that's about it and then I went took a bus to Biloxi Mississippi I don't remember how long that bus ride was but that shit was long and then I was there for two months and then from there I took a bus to Wichita Falls Texas which is very north almost to like Oklahoma there's there's nothing there it's a small fucking town. They ain't shit. Hold on. So there's an Air Force base in Biloxi, Mississippi? Yes. And then uh, and then one in Wichita Falls? Man, there's Air Force bases all over this country. It's insane. Yeah, there, there, there really is. That must have been wild. But what was it like seeing the South for the first time? I would imagine. That's the first time you're really in the South like that at that moment? Or you've been there before? Oh, that was that was actually my first time. Yeah, that's wild. That was the food, you know? It's a whole different part of Americana, you know? I, I, I like Biloxi. Yeah. But Biloxi was pretty cool. Like, they had a... Like, the the streets outside were pretty were pretty nice. They had a beach. It was not the cleanest, but there was water. There was the hard rock. And that shit used to get, like, really packed. And it was pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> So when were you deployed? Did you get deployed anywhere? Like what, what happened after that? Did they deploy you oh, anywhere? I got, I, got de- I got deployed like later in my career. So after I finished, after I finished um my second part of training, I was in training for like a year. It was two months in Mississippi, then like nine and a half months in nine, nine and a half months in Wichita Falls. And then from there, I, I went to my actual first duty assignment, which is your first base that you actually do your job. I was stationed actually in, in Italy. I'll oh, wow. All right. So we're going to get to that. But first, the training situation, right? So there you're training, what, with different types of bombers and different types of, uh, of uh, like, uh, the electronics on the different types of jet planes, I would imagine, and, you know, bombers and things of that nature. Are you working with all the technology from all these different aircraft, or are you just working with a with a specific aircraft itself? I work specifically F-16s. Okay. And then... The they, Eagle, you know? <laughs> those are beautiful jets, man. I love those. So they they build the modules of class. It was like black. Some of them will be one week or two weeks. And it will be certain... It will be a certain topics that will be covered. Like, let's say this one's like fuel control system. And then the next week is like flight control. Then the next week is communication, navigation... And then so on and so on. And it was a total of 10. And then you graduate. How many, yeah. how, how many gallons of gas does an F-16 need, bro? That must be nuts. You know what? I actually used to know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, okay, well, folks, well, just so you know, he's retired right now. So <laughs> that's the, yeah, you know, the that need. Over there, they measure it in the military. Well, in the aircraft, they measure it by pounds. They don't really measure it by gallons. Really? Wow. So this really, damn. <laughs> wow. Okay. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Wow. That's wild. So then, you know, so you're there training eight months. I'm sure you made some uh, some good uh, friends there, man. What was that like? Did you, you, you enjoy, you know what I mean, your time over there? See, in like, uh, Wichita, which it was actually not a really good place to be at. It's kind of it's kind of boring, but like the friends that I made there really made it enjoyable, bearable. Yeah, it's all it's all in the connection power. They they teach you to make connections, and you can go far. 
Were you the only cat from Puerto Rico out there or not? Oh, they, yeah, there's always people from Puerto Rico. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, you know, I figured Puerto Rico has, you know, a long history of being in the military. A lot of people may not know that, but, you know, you know, we even have family members that have been in the military. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we have we have a bunch of cousins and uncles that were in the military. On my father's side, I... I'm, I think I'm actually the only one. Oh, wow. Well, there you go, bro. You, st- you started the bar now. You know what I mean? You're the, you're the man, you know? <laughs> that's what, But that's good that you were able to make, you know, good connections out there. And, you know, because I feel like when you're bored is the best is the best time to make, to, to really get to know someone, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. You get ready to know people because not a lot, like, you're in training. A lot of people don't have ways to go out. We will just all get taxis at that time. At that time, Uber and none of that was like really big. So you get a taxi or get get the bus. I'm like, oh, let's go, let's go, go to the movies or to the mall. And you get, you know, make a little squad, go, go eat. And I'm like, you know what, I want to go drink and then go drink and you'll randomly find one of your friends that one that has has a car, which was rare when you went training, but when I had, I had a car, that person was never there. <laughs> they were there. I could imagine. Jesus Christmas, that's nuts. <laughs> wow. All right, so then you got sent to Italy, man. That Yo, that is awesome, man, because, you know, I mean, look, brother, from where we come from, you know, not a lot of people get to go to, you know, get to go to Italy. You know what I'm saying? You know, we don't even like leave the neighborhood sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Or so we don't get too far away from there. We don't go overseas. So what was your first time in going overseas like? Like I saw it and it kind of reminded me of Puerto Rico because where I'm at in Italy is in the the north. It's very close to Venice. It's like... 45, 50 miles from Venice. And it's right by the pre-Alps. So you can see like the mountains and you can see like ice and snow at the peak because people go snowboarding and skiing on there. And like you smell nature. You're like, oh, there's greener. It's not just, it's not just buildings and just cars everywhere. You know, there's tiny roads and everything. Small, small restaurants, small little like mom and pop shops. Yeah. What was the food like, man? I mean, everybody goes there for the food. The food was bomb. <laughs> what did you eat mostly? Was it a lot of pasta? Like, what is that a pasta region? Is it a meat region, pizza? Like, what's going on over there in the north? In the I north side? A little bit of everything. Okay. Pasta a lot, but there was like the, the donor kebabs. That's like your go-to, your go-to snack. They have, them, they have them in New York, too. The donut kebabs? Donut kebabs. It's 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 kind of like how they made the carne asada. They'll have the meat and then like shave it off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, got you. Got you. Like the, the gyro meat situation, yeah, like yeah, that. Kind of. So they do that up there. That's cool. That's good to know, man. That shit is big. That's like the only thing that's open like late night too. So you you go party. You're like, man, I want a kebab. Or whatever, like extra cheese. Put extra uh, spicy yogurt sauce, and it's a wrap, man. Wow, that's official. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Did you pick up on any Italian while you were out there, sir? I, I picked up like some of the basic words, but like if it's kind of regional because uh up north you didn't really understand it because people use their own jargon from regions and like their Italian is not really like formally structured. And then you yeah, it's like, different dialects. Like, you know, people in Puerto Rico have different dialects. You know, in, in America, we all speak different. If you're from the West Coast, East Coast, you know, depending on the situation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly the same. But since, like, you can kind of put put the context together. You're like, oh, I understood this word and this word. I don't understand, like, the other three. But they're like, I think he's trying to say this. And most of the time, you're right because you kind of get the structure. Now the okay now I know that that you know they also have uh, engineers uh, and and people that the maintenance you know the IT gentlemen also on <clears throat> are you also on the navy bases as well because you know the planes fly on top of some of the the big navy so you weren't dealing with that situation at all no so the navy 
the Navy, they fly their own planes. They have planes. Everybody associates. Oh, okay, so the Navy has their own, their own, their own pilots. Yeah, their own pilots, their own planes, also. Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's interesting. Okay. No, uh, a lot of people really don't. They just think they're just on boats, you know. No, they they fly their that they work their own airplanes. They fly their own airplanes. They just do different missions at us, you know. Everybody has their own purpose and and to accomplish, you know. So they'll 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 scope certain areas and we'll scope other areas. But mo we we mostly work joint with ground forces, which will be like infantry, army, and whoever's uh whoever's a, a combat. A combat soldier, anybody, special forces, anybody, anybody needs, uh, you know, like you play the Call of Duty, airstrikes, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Rangers and things like that. You work with those dudes. Yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. Wow. So you guys work hand in hand with one another. It's good to know, man. Wow. So did you meet any army guys while you out there? Did, do they separate you guys? Or you guys basically are all rocking, you know, are you intermingling? Like, how does that work? Well, when I was in Italy, that, that also... It was an army, it was like a paratrooper, um, people that jump in parachutes, they do they do their jump training there. Got you. But then that base was was an air base. It was us and the Italian army. But the Italian army, they were they were only like security forces. They were they were basically military police. So now let's say you know you you know a person like yourself. Do they ever send you near like a war zone? Would you ever get sent to a war zone? Not technically or per se. I went to areas that that there were conflicts that a lot of people really don't that probably did not pay that much attention to. Such but as, I, when uh, Russia bombed the Crimea border. Oh, okay, the Ukraine situation, yeah. Yeah, I was there. I was there. You was in Ukraine for that? No, no, I was actually in, in Poland. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, so they have you like off, like not too close situation. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. So, all right, so you fix the planes and then, they, you know, then, you know, they go do what they got to do over there in the, in the Crimea situation. Wow, that's nuts. For those of you who don't know, uh, you know, that was an issue about three years ago. You know, that's the uh, big uh, Bochinche gossip, of, you know, between Biden and <laughs> that Trump was saying that Hunter Biden was involved in. Uh, <laughs> but okay. Um, Wow, that's crazy. So so then so did you you went from Italy to Poland? No, so while I was in Italy, you go on different trips, you do training with with other forces or you do it's it's mostly pilot training, but since the pilots gotta train, the aircrafts need to be fixed. You need to bring the technicians. So they'll be like, oh, we're doing this thing. I want I actually went to Portugal and then I went to Poland. Portugal, we trained with a with the Portuguese Air Force. There, I can understand actually what they were saying because Portuguese is very structured, like Spanish. Well, Portugal Portuguese because uh, Portuguese from from Brazil is 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 quite different. Yeah, I mean, for, <laughs> I hear that all the time, you know. <laughs> That's well, I mean, I guess it's like you know, Spaniard, Spain, and Puerto Rican Spanish are two different situations, you know, to be different, you know. So, wow, so you were able to communicate with the Portuguese out there. What was that like, man? Portugal's an interesting place. Were you in Brisbane or around there? I was, uh, damn, can't remember the name right now, but I was, I was close to Lisbon. This, now, okay. Not that bad. Lisbon, close. not Brisbane. Lisbon, my bad. That's my fault. Yeah. But I can't remember exactly the name of the place that I was at. But it was it was pretty cool. Uh, wow. I, Did you spend a long time out there? A month. Yeah. Okay. So you got to eat the food and really, you know, 
So, so that's the, I guess, you know, because I really don't know. I mean, obviously, I've never been in the armed forces, so I don't know if you really get to enjoy the, you know, the the the, the cultural aspects of the countries that you visit, or are you just eating cheeseburgers and, you know, whatever it is they got on base, you feel me? Like, you know, so you do get to go out and, and taste the delicacies and, and see a little bit of the culture that's in the countries that you're in. Yeah, so most of the time when you when you go on those trips, like to other countries, especially to other countries, you you won't stay on a base because they don't they don't have like a hotel on base or, or housing. You're you're basically in a hotel, and we basically are like we booked this whole hotel. This is ours. Yeah, don't don't book anybody else. I don't know whatever the government does with their money and like. I mean, hey, bro, <laughs> well, it's good to know you guys got it good. You know what I'm saying? It's like a team, you know, like a basketball or a football team. They get the whole hotel or whatever sections of the hotel. They section it off. But all right, so they, that's dope, though, man. So they booked the whole hotel. So everybody in there is basically, you know, part of the part of the same team. And you got guys to all get to go out together and enjoy the, the various, you know, fruits of your labor. Wow, that's pretty dope, man. Not a bad deal, you know? <laughs> Not as scary as it sounded growing up, you know? What I mean, I, I feel like, you know, not not a lot of people know about these opportunities that are available. You know, everybody always is fixated on the war aspect of it. And, yeah, obviously, that's scary. Let's be real. You know, however, if you do have, you know, the cojones to brace those, you know, and, and you and you are an adventurous individual. I mean, you could really see a lot of the world. You know, you've been to a, you probably been to a lot of places you thought you probably would have never been to before. Oh, oh, absolutely! A bunch of places. I'm like, what? I, I I plan on going back to some of them, but you know, this whole COVID situation. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, like- now right now, unfortunately, that's not good. Thank God you was there before all that went down, you know. But wow, man, that's crazy. Uh, and then after, so after uh, Lisbon, you went to uh, to uh, Portugal. Were you in Warsaw? Like what, what part of? I mean, not Portugal. You went to Poland. So were you in Warsaw, Poland? Like what, you know, were you in the so central? I was, I was actually in a town called uh, Wuj. It's, Wuj, okay. It's like spelled L O D Z with like a bunch of lines. I don't I don't really know what hey, it man, means. Yeah. But they're, they're like Wuj. I like okay. This is, Sure, let's call it that. <laughs> hey, but man, whatever, was- hey, whatever. Hey, what am I to say? That's correct. You know, and I was going to talk to you about that. Do you guys get like a uh, cultural sensitivity training in in the Air Force? Like they, they like they give you in the Army, like where they where they teach you about different, you know, how, how to react to different locations that you may be sent to. Well, you they'll, they'll brief you. you know, they don't give you training per se, but. Um, you you'll get briefed by um your superiors on what's expected of you, you know, like don't don't give the military a bad image in the places that you like don't go don't go act a fool drunk and I don't know, damage cause pro- uh, property damage in a foreign country or start a fight with them and like that's that's gonna make the news over there all oh, that's why Americans come over here to like vandalize everything, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you got to stay on the up and up out there when you out there and represent the you know the armed forces the, in the correct manner. Which I mean, and I, let's be honest, you should do that anytime, no matter where you are. You know, <laughs> never be sloppy. It's like my motto. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know, sometimes it happens. It is what it is. Now, th- would you ever make any connections and make friends with any of the uh, international people that you've come across throughout the time? Uh, you know, going around the world. Really, when like locals, not really that much. It was mostly with people that, that were with me in those in those assignments. I kept I've kept connections with them. Like I was fortunate enough that two of my friends that were with me in Italy, we were all there different times. We were there at the same time, but some of us were there longer, some of them were there shorter, some of them had already left. And then on my last base. I got here first, and then all of a sudden, they both came to the same base, and I was—I was well, three of them. I was like, I was very fortunate that because those were those were my bros when I when I hung out over there, you know. Well, that's dope, man. Did you ever have a scary time when you were uh, in any of these locations? 
scary time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think quite a few, but it was mostly I was I was too drunk to actually <laughs> realize that it was probably a scary situation. So, uh, so <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> the answer is yes. Can we get a little bit of the story? Like, what were you scared? Like, what happened? No, it's just like like sketchy people. Really. And you just like being friendly, you're like you're drunk and all that stuff, and then like you hear a logo like, yo, stay away from that dude. That dude, that dude got guns on him, or you know, like shit like that. Like, oh snap, like Europe, you know, like yeah, no, it could be KGB, it could be anybody, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe like you know, like a, a double or, yeah. Still have weapons, and like, what, what the fuck are you gonna defend against, you know? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So, you, all right, so you guys don't walk around strapped out there when you when you in these. Oh no, 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 no. All right. Well, that's good to know. You know what I'm saying? You know, I didn't know that it, it works that way. Wow, that's wild, man. It's not like you could be undercover because everybody gets the military military here because you can dress however and then be like, look at your head and like ah. <laughs> For real, you got the fade, my man. It's quiet. Yeah. That the Caesar. Yeah. That's <laughs> you got a fade in. It's not that good. Yo, for real, you got a. It's not even a fade. It's like a bowl cut. Like it's wild. <laughs> that's crazy. So, my brother, like, how do you feel? You know, um, because you know, you know, in Puerto Rico, we're really proud of our heritage and our culture. But, you know, we are born American citizens, and but you served in the military. So, like, how do you feel when there's, like, a, you know, a, a world baseball classic and we got to play USA? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is it confusing for you? you know? <laughs> it ain't confusing. We're, we're going to kick their asses. That's, what, that's what's All right, so you Puerto Rico all day, Team Puerto yeah, Rico, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I love it. I'm only Team Puerto Rico when they play baseball. Any other sport, I'm Team USA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's one of those things. You know? And boxing when they were in their prime, like we we had prime time fighters. It was. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, uh, right now the only real big time fighter we have is Danny Swift Garcia coming out of PA. That's really the 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 dude that's holding it down. I mean, everybody else is sus. You know, so do you watch sports when you're out there? You watch boxing, you get into the boxing situation? I used to I used to be like a boxing aficionado before I joined the military, but okay. since I was over there at different time zone, I couldn't really catch that much fights. Gotcha. Like the fights would be midnight over here, it's like four o'clock in the morning. Okay. But do you guys have cable and stuff like that when you're out there? Can you watch American stations and things of that nature? Nah, it was okay. all through like streaming, man. It was you know no find a stream somewhere and with the with the spottiest Wi-Fi ever because internet in Europe sucks. <laughs> really? <laughs> it sucks. Wow. I didn't know that their broadband was was wasn't up to par. I always thought that it was popping. Oh that's just that's just lackluster man. It's, it's really pretty... that's interesting. Wow. And you have data caps even on your home internet. No. Yeah. No yeah. way. God, that's terrible. I don't know. I don't know what I would do with a data cap on my internet. That's horrible. Dude, I used to pay like a hundred euro like every two months. That's like $150. And that shit was not fast at all. Oh my God. I'm sorry you had to go through that, you know. <laughs> I was going to ask you what was the worst moment you had in the military, but I see that's it, you know? Oh, the lack no. of internet, you know? <laughs> worst? I can't really... I can't, I can't really name a worst. There's nothing, like, really bad happened to me. Like, I didn't, I didn't lose anybody also that wasn't from any of my units or anything like that. I really got in trouble, so I... I I don't find any bad moment. I don't. Well, that's good, man. You know what I'm saying? You had a good experience. Overall, yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Wow. Now, I want to talk to you about, like, your relationship with the government now. Like, you know, the, like, 
how is it, man? Like, you know, like, how do you feel about everything that goes on in this country and things of that nature? Does that even bother you? Or do you feel like people take for granted what the, the freedoms that they have, you know, after being a part of the United States military? Uh, the, there's a real problem of, like, the treatment of, like, disabled veterans and all that. There's a very high percentage of them that are homeless. And... Some of them, you know, succumbed into drugs and other stuff. Is most of them don't really get any help. Really, and this have you been helped, man? Like after getting out, like you know, like do you get mental health? Do you get? I mean, I know you got Tricare, right? You get Tricare as a health. Benefit. Oh, tri- Tricare ends when you get out. I really? just get, yeah, I just get, I just get uh, from my employer, and then I get, I, I get the VA because. I, I get disability from the Air Force, you know, so. Was it hard for you to get a job after getting out? Not really. It was, it, it, it's a, it's a real, like, w- weird story how that happened. If you want me to elaborate. Yeah. No, no, please do, man. We're on the podcast, baby. We're here to, we're here to listen to your story, baby. Yeah, so, like. I find I find out I'll process completely from the Air Force on on August, but my date of separation, like officially done, was October 2017, and I was planning on moving back to Puerto Rico, go back to college, use my GI Bill and all that, go go to school, reintegrate back with the family after six years not really living at home, you know, and all of that, and that was when the hurricane came. Yeah, and I they took my household goods and they shipped my car. My car made it there the day after the hurricane, and I was without a car. My only plan after getting out was to go to school, and my plan was down the toilet because I couldn't go back. And then I just, like, uh, there was, like, hiring um, – Temp agencies like hitting me up and they just kept looking at my resume. And I, that hit me up like months before, but I wasn't interested. And then I was like, man, I need to come with a come up with a plan. First I gotta get my car back, and then I need to I need to come up with a plan and figure something out. But I, I got money saved up, but this ain't gonna last long, you know? So um I got I got hired through the phone and then I I'm Moved down here to Savannah, Georgia. I didn't. I didn't live that far from here. I lived in South Carolina, which was like two and a half hours from here. So, I okay. Love so it. when you came back from Europe, they sent you to South Carolina. What was that experience like? God, man, you're like in all these red states. This is awesome. Like, <laughs> I love Texas. I'll be honest. I have a great time when I go. I don't have anything against the red states. Everybody knows me. I'm a down the middle kind of person, man. You know what I mean? But wow, you were really in the heart of the of the red capitals. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was that like in South Carolina, man? You know what? Uh, I was there for three years. Well, stationed there three years. I'll tell you, actually there, I was probably there only like a year and three months. We were always on on trips, training, 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 or deployed, training, training. I went to Vegas nine times those three years I was there and each time was at least six weeks minimum I was there up to 10 weeks living in a hotel that that shit sucks living out of a bag oh god in Vegas Jesus that's nuts yeah 10 weeks wow you were in Vegas that many times man god Yeah. That's really not the place you want to be, bro. Like, if you're not really trying to, like, waste money and, like, go crazy, it's, like, a wild place to be at, man. Did you find... How was it there? Like, were you able to find, like, a sense of normalcy in that town? I actually like Las Vegas. Okay. I'm not a gambler, but, like, like I like this, this show. This Everybody just pictures the gambling and just... Yes. And the prostitution <laughs> that's waved at you all day, every day out there. You can't even walk down the street without a hooker asking you for some bread. It's crazy. A little Filipino woman flicking a card. Yo, man, it's wild, man. <laughs> it's a wild place. You know? 
God bless Las Vegas. My cousin lives there, so yeah, I can't. I'm not hating on Vegas. I'm just saying it's a it's a wild place, you know. <laughs> it's it's its own place. It's kind of like Miami, man. Yeah. But Miami is is his own world, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Miami. I'll be honest, <laughs> and I'm gonna state that publicly. Sorry, <laughs> if I never go back to Miami, I don't think I'll be upset. To be real with you. <laughs> It's not, it's not for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not really like a big fan of Florida in general. You know? <laughs> no. I, I go, I go there once in a yeah, once in a yeah. while. I got a bunch of friends there, but yeah. like, I wouldn't live there. Yeah, there's there's nothing appealing of it for, for me. Like you go to Orlando, like yeah, there's a shit ton of Puerto Ricans. There's a there's a little bit of culture everywhere. There's like all these amusement parks and all that shit. But what else is there? So then after South Carolina, you went down to Georgia, Georgia, and Savannah, Georgia. That's a fancy place. Bro, I mean, but there's a lot of like, uh, a lot of like uh, plantation style homes, man, down there. Does that that not make you feel weird? I don't know if I could be around all that, man. (laughs) That'll make me feel some type of way. Well, not not really. It's, even though it's, it's terrible, but it's still a lot of this part is uh, still part of history, you know. Even though it's cool and all that, but there's a little bit of culture everywhere here. There has a little bit of everything. There's it's like a it's a melting pot, man. No, Savannah's a big deal, man. Like Savannah's really like popping, from what I hear from all the people, not only you, but the people that I know that that have frequented the place. It's it's in the East Coast. It's the it's the place that. The people come the most to get married. But you see, you go downtown, you'll see like bachelorette, bachelorettes wearing the same shirt. There'll be like 20 different groups any given Saturday. Because you can drink in the street over there. It's open container. Like, like, like in Louisiana, like New Orleans and Las Vegas. Do you miss the Air Force man at all? Do you miss all the technical stuff? Do you miss like being part of it? I miss I miss the friends I made there. I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. <laughs> I'm free, man. <laughs> I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it again, but I would probably do it different. What's the stress levels like though in in the Air Force when you because you know you're dealing with like, like these I mean when you're working on machinery electronics the, you know digital equipment and you know people's lives are at stake I'm sure there's a lot of pressure on you to make sure or you're putting the pressure even on yourself to make sure that you're doing everything the correct way that you're following the correct protocols and making sure that everything is up to par. It's it's pretty stressful. It's stressful. It takes a toll on you too. You put a lot of long hours. Uh, like I work mostly night shift, and I I work like an average of 12, 13 hours a day. Wow. Yeah. For six years. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Not everybody there has a, a like you would say a nine to five. Oh, I work my eight hours. I'm done. Us is different. You have a mission. Like these planes need to get fixed for tomorrow. These planes gotta get fixed for tomorrow. So, and, and that's it. That's that's it. Wow, <laughs> bro, that's wild. Now you were talking about you know which is a sad situation with the homeless vets. Uh, do you help the homeless vets? Like, do you do anything, or you do do you know of anybody that helps them or things of that nature? Yeah, that's a. I, I help them. I see them on the lab. I'll, I'll give them a, like. Do you need anything? Or, yeah, yeah, I hold them. There's a bunch of associations and groups here that do that, but like the V the Veterans Administration in general, they don't really do much. I think the real problem it is is that um, there's not really a good like program of transitioning back to the civilian life because you're like oh. Yeah, they were like, oh, I want to get out. But you really clearly don't have an idea of what you want to do when you get out. And 
the process is like very shortened, whatever tools they're trying to give you, and th- it doesn't really help you, you know? Wow. So, it's, okay, it's, so there is a transitional time where, where the, you know, do, to, uh, so you're telling me that there's counselors that speak to you. There is counselors oh, so, that, so that try to help you. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, you can, you take a, this is class called TAPS, it's Transition Assistance, I don't remember exactly what it means, but it's uh, for you transitioning your skills learned in the military or or not, and applying them to the civilian sector, they'll give you contacts for like, um, uh, there'll be different representatives. Like if somebody wants to become a teacher, they got special programs of going from a veteran to a teacher and then like different different type of employers in the local area of where you at. But like this is not there's not really a real emphasis on like kind of switching your mentality a little bit, you know? That it, it takes a while. It, t- it took me a while. It did take me a while. Plus uh, it didn't help that I got out and then I wanted to go back home and then the hurricane happened and I couldn't go home. And then I was like, well, I'm in Georgia. I don't really don't know anybody out here, but let's do it. Wow. And that, I mean, and they don't have anyone, you know, I mean, not, not saying they don't have anyone, but it's, it's scarce the the therapy or the, or the resources or the, or the, you know, the people that, that are out there to help you guys with that transition is what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. Why? Wow. So you you feel like there should be more more resources allocated to helping people transition back into normal life, dealing with trauma, dealing with the civilian life, because you know it's a it's a culture shock. You're going from a big discipline space to then America. You know what I mean? <laughs> the place you've been protecting. You know. That I love so much, but there's a lot of different type of people out here. You know what I mean? And then we got to, and you got to be able to learn how to, they should give you some cultural sensitivity training on the actual country you're coming back to live in that you're actually from. Because, you know, this this baby changes like, like the technology, baby, like every three months, you never know how somebody's going to feel, what's going to happen. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, Mr. Velez, and right now we're talking to Eddie Velez, veteran of the United States Air Force. Shout out to all the veterans out there from the United States all over the world. Peace and love to you folks. Keep doing your thing. And uh, thank you so much for the services that you're providing to us all over the universe. Now, my brother, we have reached a time where it's time to play Five Words with Angel. All right, now on Five Words with Angel, I'm going to ask you a word, phrase, or I'm going to give you a word, phrase, or a question. You're going to give me the first thought or phrase or sentence, I mean, whatever you feel like, you know, that comes to your head. But, the, you know, starting with the first thought. Are you ready? Got you. All right, so the first word on Five Words with Angel is, what's your favorite airplane? Military airplane, aircraft, to be, you know, exact. The SR-71, man. The SR-71, baby. What's so beautiful about the SR-71? Let the folks know. That was actually our fastest plane that we used to have. It used to go so fast that the panels on the side would expand and it would leak fuel everywhere. Because it was like, this shit could basically fly on the rim Oh, between Earth and space. Nah. Yeah, it was a spider I saw a 71? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> Yo, wow. So that, God, it's going as, almost as fast as a rocket ship. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fast. Well, I, I take that back. The altitude is, that was wrong. The altitude is actually the U-2. Okay. The U-2 is the one that flies like very, very high. But the SR-71 was like the fastest. Oh, okay, cool. It's it's flying obviously faster than the speed of sound, but like I, is it, oh. think, I think it's like Mach six or seven. I can't remember exactly. Oh right God, now. that's yeah. crazy. 
I should have fucked you up. Yo, man. <laughs> How loud is that sound, though? Like, wow, could you, ex- wow, take us there when that baby's about to take off. Uh, it's, it's been retired like forever. If you go to any aviation museum. Oh, okay. So it's retired. I mean, you know, obviously I don't know too yeah. much about this. That's why I have you on the podcast to put us on to what's going on. All right. So you've never seen it take flight. You just heard about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So all right. I guess you could find that at museums, you know, or the, any uh, uh, airspace yeah. museum. Any any space or aviation museum. Yeah. Might have it. I know the ones in Washington, D.C., they both have it. The gotcha. one that and the other one, the NASA one, they have it's in both. All right, cool. The SR seventy one. That's good to know. All right, the next word on what's well, a question? The next question slash word on five words with Angel is, uh, what was your favorite moment in the military? It was it was going to Italy. Like really, yeah. alright, cool. That's the stuff. That's yeah. the stuff. Cool, cool, cool. So you was you was excited, huh, to get out there? That's what's up, man. That's that's cool. I like to hear that. All right, cool. And I'm get you know I was gonna ask you what what was your favorite country to visit? Was it Italy? No, that's it was the third actually, word. Third word is what's your favorite country that you visited? Croatia. Ooh, the Croatia. Wow, really? Why? I'm curious. They 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 just loved American there. They 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 were very aware of American culture. A lot of them spoke English. Yeah, and they they're very friendly, very friendly. Really, that's what's up, man. Shout out to Tony Kukoc. I think he's from Croatia, if I'm not mistaken. That's what's up, man. You remember him back in the days, the basketball player from the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. All right, so, and the fifth and final, well, no, yes. The fifth and final word on five words with Angel is, what do you think about when you think about Georgia? Georgia? hmm Peaches. <laughs> oh, man. Really? Like, it, it's real in the field when it comes to peaches, Georgia with the peaches. I love peaches. I'll be honest. I will put that up there as one of my top three favorite fruit, man. Peaches are freaking absolutely delicious. I got to come visit you down there and have some real Georgia peach cobbler. You feel me? Oh, yeah. The doors are <laughs> That's open, man. What's up, man? Wow. You know what? We're going to add a six word. What do you think about when you think about Puerto Rico, man? For for all the Ricans out there, para mi gente que están escuchando a uh, Mr. Eddie Velez con Angel of Words, Angel de Palabra here on the podcast. What, what's the question again? Puerto Rico. What do you think about PR? Paraíso. Paradise, baby. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Shout out to shout out to the family that's going to be listening to this in the future. You already, you already know. All right, my brother. So please, you know, um, before we end the podcast, right, I want you to let, you know, give a message uh, to anyone out there that uh, wants to join the Air Force and, you know, and why you think they should. Or why you think they shouldn't. I mean, however you're feeling. But, you know, let them know, you know, because th- th- that's a different career. It can get you out of, you know, obviously it can teach you a skill. It can probably get you out of poverty if you have no other choices. Th- that's a choice that you can make is to join the military and, you know, travel the world and do these different things. So, you know, let them know, you know, what you know, what, a message, whatever comes to your head. I'll say, like, uh, like t- teens and, like, nowadays are... Very indecisive on like what they want to do, or they want to do too much, so they can't really stay firm on on what they actually want. I I would I would join the military like that if I was like that. You can learn a skill set, get your head straight, and you start maturing a little bit more, and then you'll probably figure out like what you want to do. You don't necessarily have to do that job for 20 to 30 years or however long you want to serve, you can use whatever training and whatever skills you picked up and apply it on the outside, you know? That's, that's what's up. That's basically it. You, you'll learn a lot of skills. You'll learn if you want to learn, too. Some people just go in there and just go in there just for the paycheck. Just go there for the paycheck, not really be team players and all this stuff and yeah 
So would you recommend the Air Force to anyone that's like lost right, and is looking for something? I'll, I'll recommend anybody in the military, but do your research on like at least what, what type of job you might that sparks your interest. Like, but you can join any branch. It's it's all up to you, you know. Got you, man. Got you. Any special words for the fan back home before we wrap it up? Yeah, I love y'all. I miss y'all. I haven't, I haven't been there in a while. And I'll, I'll see y'all soon. I'm, I'm going I'm going for Christmas. All right. That's what's up. All right. And that was my cousin, you know, Air Force veteran Eddie Velez joining us on the Angel of Words podcast. My brother, thank you so much. Everyone, don't forget to subscribe. Click on that notification bell on YouTube. Like, follow, share these messages is important. We will be entering the world of Patreon. Find us at Patreon backslash Angel of Words ENT for extremely exclusive new content, diverse content that we'll be uh, putting out there here at Angel of Words Entertainment. Also, don't forget, we're on all podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you want to check out the exclusive stuff that's available on the website, go to AOWENT.com. We have a blog, and we also have the merch for sale there as well. And if you want to leave a donation to your content creator, it is Cash App AOWNYC. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Talk to you later, and a big shout-out to all the veterans out there in the United States, all over the world, baby. Peace.